So my biggest piece of advice is to remember that like experiences are created by humans for humans and no human sits around all day and reads the same content <laughs> all day long. Like they need to be given other things to experience, to enjoy moments of play, moments of education, moments of introspective and learning. And so we try to program it the same way we would ourselves. And that's the biggest, you know, feedback I can give is once you establish who your attendees are, do a lot of research on them. This is Inside HubSpot, where we take you behind the scenes to uncover the tactics and strategies that grew HubSpot to a $2 billion company with more than 180,000 customers globally. I'm your host, Kat Warboys. And throughout the show, we'll hear from HubSpotters, experts in their field on how we pioneered the inbound methodology, built an award-winning culture, uncovered new channels for growth, created a blog with more than 11 million subscribers, and much, much more. Whether you're a startup or a scale-up, a marketer or the CEO, you'll learn from our triumphs and our missteps that can be applied to help you grow better. In this episode, we chat to Kat Tooley, HubSpot's VP of Experiential Marketing and the person behind the team responsible for Inbound, HubSpot's biggest annual event held in Boston, bringing together business leaders, marketers, sales, and service professionals from all over the globe. Kat speaks about the ingredients you need for a winning event like Inbound, including the frameworks, program strategy, and the core metrics you should care about. Kat dives into the meaning behind experiential marketing and why events are just one part of bringing a great brand experience to life. And we'll also hear how Kat is thinking about the future of event marketing with the rise of hybrid events. Let's get started. Welcome, Kat. Thanks, Kat, for having me. Love to talk with all the other cats at HubSpot. <laughs> There's a few too many at the moment. We just had another join our team and it's getting it's getting confusing. It's getting out of control. There's a lot of us. It's a very popular name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how are you? Because I'm imagining you are still coming off of a high. We just had Inbound 2023, which took place in Boston. So yeah. first off, like, how are you feeling? You know, what's the thoughts post-event? You know, you plan as much as you can on paper um, mm -hmm. and advance things and, and hope that, you know, everything that you design and create comes to life the way you want it to. But so much of that also hinges on your attendees and the community showing up and activating. And um, we were just overwhelmed by how positive the energy was and how big the HubSpot community and just attendees at large like came to Inbound and were like ready to engage and to learn and to be with each other. It was a totally different energy than it was in 2022. And I think that there was just so much positiveness um, uh, coming out of that event that like we're still you know, our event team is just so happy about the final product, but it's also like takes several weeks to come down from it, right? Yeah, that come down is real. If anybody is listening mm -hmm. and hasn't organized a work event uh, or an industry event before, uh, if you have organized a wedding, you'll probably understand what we're talking about, right? Like yes. once the wedding is gone, you're suddenly like, what was I doing with my life before planning a wedding and there's this huge come down of like, well, what now? But for you guys, it's like there's another wedding, right? Like planning for right. 2024 is probably about to begin, I would imagine. Exactly. But there is definitely a period of sadness because you're kind of packing away this like this event that was like your baby for the past year. And you're like, 
sending it off and saying goodbye to it. But then like the, yes, the exciting part is because we're an annual event, we get to do it all over again. Yeah. I really want to get more into inbound with you and you know, how we think about it, what it means for a B2B company like us as well. But for those people listening today who may not be familiar with this event, that's obviously so iconic to HubSpot. Can you tell us exactly what inbound is? Yeah, so Inbound is an annual event that takes place in Boston uh, every fall. It is produced by HubSpot. So um, we, you know, fund it and uh, invite people to it, gather the registrations, produce it. Everything happens from within HubSpot. However, it is really focused on the larger tech and business community. It's not, you know, HubSpot is certainly at the center, but it has something for everyone there. So, you know, we focus a lot on education, on trends, marketing trends, sales and marketing alignment, you know, the involvement of revenue operations. We talk a lot about values. We talk a lot about workforce, especially the modern workforce and the hybrid workforce, which we work within at HubSpot. We just try to make it like a full three days of everything that could feel relevant to people who, you know, are deeply embedded uh, in the business community and are looking to grow and scale their business and and even themselves. So um, this year we had um, over 11,000 people uh, in Boston joining us live Uh, We had speakers, everyone from Dr. Andrew Huberman to Reese Witherspoon to Derek Jeter. Um, We do an annual HubSpot Spotlight, which um, showcases, you know, what's next in HubSpot, all of our great new product features. But then also we get to hear from Yamini and Jarmesh about the future of, um, you know, not only CRM, but the future of tech. And we have over 180 plus sessions ranging from 35 minute educational sessions to two hour long deep dives. So um, it really runs the gamut. We also broadcast it live to our YouTube channel. We had over 100,000 people join us this year and view the content so far. Um, So um, quite a widespread uh, crowd and uh, definitely something for everyone. You've got just in general, a ton of cool event experience um, way before HubSpot, which has led you to meet some pretty amazing people and brands along the way. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about some of those highlights, um, the different types of events that you've worked on. Um, Inbound is obviously very much a HubSpot uh, event, Mm -hmm. it's B2B, but what what else has kind of made up your event experience and who have you been able to meet in the past? So I have always been in the event industry. So I started, um, you know, almost 20 years ago at um, a company that was rather small at the time named Superfly. And um, I actually started um, the first year that they produced their uh, landmark festival. It was called Bonnaroo. It's very similar to a Glastonbury in the UK. Um, and it was a multi-day camping festival, or it is in Tennessee. And I actually started um, on the programming team there. So I was an admin. Uh, I helped process contracts and communications. And I eventually um, booked a lot of the talent, uh, you know, with a larger booking team. Um, And I did that for about a year or two and just decided, you know, booking talent in itself wasn't for me, but I really enjoyed the production aspect of the festival. Um, I really enjoyed taking 
an artist show and being able to compartmentalize it and narrow it down into a festival landscape. So um, that led me into stage production, uh, which then led into operations and logistics, which then naturally led into our company, Superfly, was taking on more experiential marketing projects. Um, So while we were promoting our own festivals and our own brand, um, a lot of brands, especially tech brands, were coming to us um, and asking for assistance in making their internal events and also external events and conferences um, a little more palpable and fun to attend. So um, yeah, during my time at Superfly, you know, Bonnaroo happened. And then I was on the ground when Outside Lands was created, as well as, you know, a plethora of other events that they did, ranging from Gugamuga, which was like a food festival in Prospect Park, to Clusterfest, which was a comedy festival in conjunction with Viacom. So I've had the honor of meeting everyone from Sir Paul McCartney to Bruce Springsteen, to Kanye West, to Radiohead, uh, to Bonnie Raitt, um, to Dave Chappelle. I mean, it just like really runs the gamut of people that I've had the honor of um, either meeting or even working alongside uh, their teams and in, in really presenting themselves at one of these major festivals or a major conference. Uh, you may be the coolest person we've had on the show. Uh- <laughs> You said some fantastic names there and people are going to judge me, but the one I just have to ask you about because my husband is probably the biggest fan in the world of Bruce Springsteen. I just have to quickly ask you, what was he like? Nice guy? My husband needs to know that the answer to this question was yes, by the way. (laughs) There are definitely some artists, I will not name names, where Mm -hmm. you like have this vision of them and then you meet them and you're like, so disappointed. Like they're not nice or they're like, just don't want to meet their fans. To not disappoint your husband, he is exactly the way that you would think he is. <laughs> that is good to hear. Um, yeah, he is a real entertainer, right? Like, like gives it 180% of his effort. Very, very cool. So, yeah, I was there for almost 13 years. When I left, I was the EVP of um, operations and production. So I oversaw not only the ops and productions of the agency portion of our business, but also the festival portion. And we were working closely with Refinery29. We were developing out what a festival concept could look like for women. And that team asked me if I wanted to come over and help them scale 29 rooms, which was one of their really incredible um, activations that involved not only brands, but gave a really authentic voice to Refinery29 as an editorial vehicle. Uh, and then Vice bought Refinery29 in late uh, 2019. So with that, my final job at Vice, um, I actually uh, was the SVP of the entire branded content studio. So I did that for about a year and then HubSpot reached out to me um, about a position here, VP of marketing, um, but specifically overseeing global events and experiential. And as much as I love content, especially branded content. And I still very much enjoy creating content. Like my love is very much an experiential marketing and Inbound was such a fantastic product that has so many um, strong foundations to it. I knew I could take it to the next level. Uh, I saw it as a big challenge. Um, and I got to know HubSpot a bit more as a product and a brand. And I was like, this is exactly the type 
I, if I was ever going to go internal to brand, this is the type of brand that I want to go work for. We're like highly experimental. We like love testing. We have highly energized, you know, a uh, uh, customer base. It was an established product that you can just build on and like make better. And like everyone's just like really hungry to to experiment and try new stuff here. And you don't see that a lot at brands. So um, it just was really great timing. And now I'm here. That is a very impressive resume. Uh, you mentioned a lot this term experiential marketing. And I think here yeah. in Australia and, and greater APAC, that might not be a title we see very often. Um, totally. And I think it's a really interesting one. And just listening to you talk about all everything you've worked on, like if anybody's sitting here listening who's in events or thinks events in B2B are just these boring two-day classroom-style conferences. I know we like to yeah. avoid the word conference with Inbound because that <laughs> yes. just doesn't do it justice and for very fair reason. I think people listening yeah. to you probably have just had an explosion of ideas at how they can bring, even in the B2B world, their brand, their product, their values to life. Um, but yeah. it all hinges on this word that you kept using, experiential. Can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that and how that is relevant, I would imagine, more so today than ever in, in in a B2B world as a company? So a lot of people will want to swap out experiential and event marketing. And I always like to point out that it's not the same. So event marketing or events are certainly a component of experiential marketing. But experiential marketing in itself is 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 creating an experience or a two-way conversation between your brand and your consumer. So like not only giving them what they're asking for, but then also listening to what they're saying and responding, right? And it's really the mo one of the most authentic ways that a consumer can interact with a brand is through experiential marketing. So creating an experience through the process of either getting to know your customer or them purchasing something for, from you or them answering a survey or them interacting with your website. Like it's all an experience and event marketing is a component of that. So mm -hmm. the way that we look at something like inbound is inbound is the event, right? That is kind of the central a vehicle or mechanism for our entire experiential marketing campaign, which we like to call the road to inbound internally, right? So there is a road or a journey that we create for our customers from the time that we market inbound to them, to the time that they register, to the month before when they're getting ready to go, to the enablement from our sales and CS team following up on them, to make sure that they're attending, that they have everything that they need. Do they want to take a meeting with us? Do they have any questions that they may have about HubSpot before they get to inbound? And then to the actual activation at inbound. And even within that activation, there are smaller experiential marketing components that rely heavily on community engagement. So within inbound, we have experiential marketing activations from the Black at Inbound team, from the partner team, from the creators network team. So all of these like mini activations are happening within the event. So the event is only a piece of it and typically is the biggest piece of it, right? Like very, there's very few experiential marketing campaigns that don't have an event at the center right. of it. Yeah. But like the true, like the, it, the campaign, the experiential marketing aspect of it is defining the audience who we're targeting, 
making sure that they're attending, making sure that the programming is relevant for that audience, listening to the feedback when it's not making adjustments in real time, like tailoring the experience, customizing it for that person to be able to attend. We want that registration to turn into a redemption. And then on the ground, having those continuous conversations with them through like community engagement, through other experiential activations, um, putting our sales and CS teams out onto the floor, enabling them to have conversations, not only around HubSpot and inbound, but just the customer in general and their wants and needs. So um, it's truly a two-way communication. So events is just a part of the experiential marketing plan. I love that breakdown. It's super clear. Um, You talked a little bit about some of those mini activations at Inbound. Could you, and for those that may not have gone or didn't have the pleasure in APAC of being able to experience it, you know, can you give us an example? You mentioned Black Inbound. We've also got our partner Mm -hmm. community. What's one of those Um, community groups that we really use Inbound as a vehicle to then help foster and bring out that experience for that group? Yeah, so Black at Inbound was actually started at Inbound uh, by an employee of ours, Devin Bellamy, who attended, he was not working at HubSpot, he attended, I believe it happened in 2018, and he just wanted to meet other Black marketers that were coming to Inbound. And so he put out a tweet, hey, if you're hashtag black at inbound, let's meet at this space at this time and just get to know each other. Um, And from there, it spawned a real community um, that, you know, HubSpot nurtures and has a team against and we put budget against it and we care deeply about them. And um, they have programming all throughout the year, but certainly celebrate a bigger moment at Inbound because it's really their birthday, right? Yeah, so um, so cool. they have a dedicated space at Inbound that is for anyone uh, in business, but focused to, um, you know, Black attendees. Um, it's a safe space for them to come together to talk about um, issues and things that, uh, you know, only, you know, that they can relate to. Uh, they can network and meet with other people who you know, are, are, are within their group. And similar to Partner Day, we have a partner marketing team. They're, they're their own community at HubSpot that we put funding, resources, time, bandwidth against to grow that partner network and, and to make sure that they have what they need throughout the year they, and, and to make them feel like they're not only part of the HubSpot community, but they're part of their own partner community and ecosystem. So this year, we actually brought back uh, something called Partner Day, which was a single day on Tuesday before the event started, exclusive to all partners who were uh, solutions partners that were coming to Inbound. We uh, did specific programming that gave them a sneak peek into our future plans, our POV around AI, and then also um, talked a lot about the features and the products that we were going to be relaunching or launching the following day. So really getting them up to speed on what is Inbound going to be about this weekend so that they could go out there and represent us in the HubSpot ecosystem uh, across the, you know, the corresponding three days the same way an employee would of HubSpot. Um, And it was also a time for them to network and get to know each other. You know, a lot of um, partners, uh, you know, that's their entire business is, is helping not only support us selling HubSpot, but integrating HubSpot uh, into businesses. And, um, a lot of them face similar issues. They have similar 
you know, uh, things that are working for them, not working for them, and giving them a space to really share that in real time and, and meet other partners that are doing similar work to them is really key uh, in the foundation of them being successful. So we wanted to provide that in-person space and those networking opportunities for them in addition to sneak previewing content and getting them ready to represent HubSpot across the following three days. Yeah, I think you just were able to like really summarize what Inbound is about, which is, and how it feels when you're there, which is just these pockets and different community groups, but they're definitely not siloed. Like the, the and right. such a cool story about how Black Inbound started, but I, as an attendee oh, yeah. who got to go this year, um, you know, you, you come in the main doors uh, and you come into the main space and right at the back is where the keynotes, right? Uh, so you have to kind of walk through all of the zones and the activations. And it's so cool because they are. They're like little zones and pockets of different communities. They're all absolutely vibing. They're such mm -hmm. hubs. Um, none of them is empty. There's so much going on. But they're not in separate rooms. There's not walls up, but it works. It's like this hub. Yeah. There's so many different communities. You've already described Black Inbound and our partners, but there's so much going on. And it's impressive because there's no walls up. Nobody's sat in separate rooms. Everybody's kind of mingling, but you can see these pockets of communities that have you know, spun up over the last couple of years or even decades at HubSpot. Um, and it's just incredible. And I think that's that energy you were talking about at the start uh, and how you would describe Inbound this year, just high energy because of these groups, of these communities, these activations that enable them to come together and bring that to life. It's, it's insanely cool. The way that people define events, either your event is, you know, kind of the central like mechanism or it's an ecosystem. And I think Inbound falls way more into the ecosystem world mm. where, yes, like HubSpot is at the center, right? And we absolutely talk a ton about our methodology, our products, our people, our values. But we also give people, and that means HubSpot communities, that means you know, customer communities, that means external brands that we may or may not be officially partnered with, we give them the opportunity to activate around it, right? Because my belief, and I think my larger team's belief is that in order for us to scale and speak authentically to all communities, we have to be able to bring in the right people, brands, communities to do that and not micromanage, just give them the space and give them the safety to explore and do the things that they want to do. And then that allows the event to grow bigger and wider organically with authentic voices that actually know how to speak to those communities and should be speaking to them. So I am not micromanaging, you know, mm. the seaport as a whole, right? Like, I make sure that the things that are happening at the BCEC are happening, uh, you know, with HubSpot at the center, with the values that like we stand for and, you know, really focuses on high production quality and like serving our customers best. But I also allow for as much to happen unofficially around the BCEC as possible because I want inbound to be an ecosystem event like that's how we yeah. grow and scale that's how we get more diverse voices yeah. into our hubspot eco atmosphere and have be close to those people and brands and concepts 
and have that social equity and proximity, right? I saw that firsthand. Like this year, we um, decided uh, myself and our managing director in APAC wanted to bring APAC attendees who, of course, traveled so far to get to Boston and BCC, which for those not familiar with Boston is the venue and Seaport is that entire area around it. Very, very cool area of Boston. We wanted to really recognize APAC attendees, JPAC attendees, actually, for going all that way and putting on a breakfast event where they could chat to our CCO and also our EVP of product, Andy. And, you know, reaching out to your team, you know, you would expect in a large organization like HubSpot for someone to say, oh, hang on, how are you thinking about this event? And um, we need to organize the room for you. And how are you like branding and, you know, a lot of red tape, but your team were like, amazing. Uh, Do you need a space? Can I help put you in touch of one of the many hotels to help you find one? Go for it. We love that. And there was just this encouragement of if you see like a ability to bring a community together around the event, like go for it. It was so relaxed. It was so green light. Yes, we love it. Go for it. Let us know how we can help. By the way, we are, we are trying to pull up this huge, huge event on the side, but if we can help, let us help you. But there was absolutely none of that red tape, none of that production heavy, stuff that you would expect of an organization of our size, uh, to your point, like not micromanaging and not blocking these communities to actually transpire. Thank you. Just, I guess, zooming out again a little bit more, you know, I think what's coming um, through and what I'm sure people are picking up on is inbound equals community. But when you joined HubSpot in this role, it was in 2021. So it's the height of the pandemic. We were Mm -hmm. working out hybrid events, virtual events, all of these things. So I have a few questions for you on this. One, I want to know what that experience was like coming into a B2B company to run uh, an event like Inbound during the pandemic. Um, How were we looking at it that year? But also, you know, how do we see the role of um, experiential marketing and community post-pandemic? Like, I'm going to assume it's your view is very similar to many on this, which is just that it's more important than ever, but we'd love to get your thoughts on that as well. So when I came in in 2021, we were about six weeks away from producing what will have been, gosh, let me get this right, our second fully virtual inbound. It was great. The team built a proprietary platform where There was a lot of engagement. People could build their own avatars. There was opportunity to network. There was space for our sponsors. They had ability to generate leads. As far as a virtual event platform goes, it was pretty world-class. I have to to say. Oh, absolutely. It was (laughs) world-class. I consider a lot of us at HubSpot, most of us at HubSpot are world-class marketers. What we still could not figure out was how you actively engage with community and help and and, and network, right? Within, Mm -hmm. there's one thing about lead generation, that's fine, we had that down. But in terms of the actual networking and the experiential part of the campaign, it, it just, it was never going, we still couldn't figure that out, even in a platform that we built from the ground up, right? And so, I think when we decided in 2022 that we were going to go hybrid um, and that we were going to keep the digital platform, but return, bring back the in-person experience and that all the content that was going to be serviced on the digital platform was going to be shot from inbound in person. I think we figured out how we wanted the content to be created, but we still didn't have the networking aspect figured out on the digital platform. And that is always going to be the issue with those platforms. 
I, I still very much believe in a hybrid environment. This year, we actually uh, did not use the digital platform because we made the choice to ungate the content and send it through our YouTube page. For us, like we believe strongly um, that you know, YouTube and especially HubSpot YouTube, we want to drive people there to help with adoption, to help get questions answered through Academy. We've got some great trainings on there to learn more about the product. So what better place to house inbound content in the live stream than on the YouTube channel that we're really kind of pushing people to, to learn from, from classes and, and, and multi, you know, step seminars. So, um, you know, partnered with the media team and, and broadcasted the live stream this year through YouTube. And like, we were okay without like saying like, we're turning comments off. We're not going to do avatars. We're not doing private chats because that isn't for networking. That is for consuming content. That's for educational purposes, right? Those are for people who want to actively sit and listen to the content and just educate themselves. And the true networking will happen in person. That's how we're going to continue to approach how we do hybrid. I think that there is absolutely times and places for traditional digital platforms or webinar platforms. I'm still yeah. a big believer in those. I think for, you know, Webinars have a spot. Sales acceleration is a great example um, where they may want to get the product features in a lot of people's hands at once. And there's no better way of doing that than at a webinar. I think in certain marketing tactics, you can generate a lot of leads that way. Um, and I think that that still works. Quite frankly, people are still working at home a ton. So that's the best way to reach people. But I think once you get to the scale of something like inbound, it's better to just say, we're not going to figure it out through the digital platform and we're creating content at Inbound. We want to serve to everyone and whatever channel is best to broadcast that on for your company is going to be the way to go. For us, it's YouTube. And so, yeah, like it felt, it was actually kind of a relief to say that this year. It's really refreshing to hear you say, because I think the mistake that many of us made, whether it was hybrid events, whether it was hybrid working, was that we have to translate everything we experienced in person into an online virtual environment, right? And I yeah. think for anybody that is deep in their hybrid journey, uh, if you didn't call everybody back to the office, HubSpot didn't, yeah. we've learned a lot about that, that you just cannot yeah. make some things fit into that virtual environment. And I think there's something refreshing about being honest about that, being clear in the expectations of what you can expect from me in person and what you can expect by say, joining us on YouTube. Um, yeah. And I think that is really, really key. And I love the YouTube move. I think it helps us reach more people. And I can't wait to see like how we how we evolve and think about that next year. But just yeah. love that clear cut. Like, we're not going to muddy goals and the experience. We're going to just really face up and say, this is this is what we believe you can get from from either in person or online. Yeah. And I think what we also found was when we tried to really over optimize the digital experience, what ended up happening was we deprioritized certain aspects of the physical event that really needed our attention, right? So like, I think it's a lot easier to translate your physical event into a digital versus trying to take a digital event and translate it into yeah, the physical. Yeah. So once we made that <laughs> dis distinction and said, our physical in-person comes first, but we're going to all, but we're going to film the content and make it available 
to our digital attendees, once we kind of made that distinction, it really like brought full clarity to the plan and the strategy. And I think it really worked this year. Totally. For many people listening, especially those familiar with Inbound, they'll know just what an incredible event it is. But we always like to give listeners a little bit of an insight into maybe how you do something or a couple of tips, practical tips they can walk away. So for this part, I would just love to ask you, you know, very broadly speaking, of course, but for those listening, what are some ingredients that make for that successful event experience? And I think a really key one when we think about the B2B world is that mix of thought leadership and product-led content. I think that's yeah. something I hear about in conversations people struggle with. I think it's been the theme of your discussion today, balancing that company uh, goals and strategy with that more experiential um, element. Like how, how do we balance that? What are the key ingredients there if we're going to make uh, a great event? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing you have to do is really understand your company strategy. So that 30,000 foot view and like who they're trying to target, you know, whether it's over the next year or the next five years. So having those like short-term and long-term customer slash audience goals, Once you understand what your company goals are, you can start planning your experience around that. So my programming team does an incredible amount of research around once we've defined who the audience is, what their likes and dislikes are in terms of content and programming. And we know that um, for Inbound, our audience that we like to target um, enjoys a mix of you know, well-known kind of, um, uh, you know, big business, you know, celebrity name thought leadership with like a great mix of tactical, tactical, you know, uh, sessions where they can take it home with them and immediately apply, apply it to their business on Monday morning. And then around all that, we're, fe- we're also producing HubSpot product-based content because- yeah. The majority of people who attend Inbound are HubSpot users. So yeah. we want to make sure that we're also giving them tactical tactical content that they can apply to the HubSpot product when they return to their business as well. So, you know, people are not monoliths, right? Like they're not going to come to a conference or an event like we like to say <laughs> and just only focus on one tract of things. Like I'm only going to go to deep dive sessions where it's going to teach me about the HubSpot product all day long. Yeah. That's exhausting, right? Yeah. It's like in order to have a full experience, they want to go to a HubSpot product session. They want to go to a session, um, you know, about sales and marketing and alignment that's led by a thought leader that they've heard about, but maybe don't really know that well. Then they also want to go see a celebrity like Reese Witherspoon, who, you know, has turned, Mm. uh, you know, her small media company into a billion dollar empire and listen to her, you know, learnings of, of, you know, how she did it and what she found out along the way, especially like her journey as a female in very male dominated media business. So And then we also like to pepper in like health and wellness and food and beverage and all that stuff. So my biggest piece of advice is to remember that like experiences are created by humans for humans and no human sits around all day and reads the same content (laughs) all day long. Like they need to be given other things to experience, to enjoy moments of play, moments of joy, moments moments of education, moments of, 
introspective and learning. And so we try to program it the same way we would ourselves, you know, and, um, and that's the biggest, you know, feedback I can give is once you establish who your attendees are, do a lot of research on them and um, do a lot of research on other events that they attend, things that they enjoy reading, things that they enjoy listening to, podcast, um, you know, things yeah. that they're watching on YouTube and really start kind of space planning your programming based off that. Don't just make it about one track. Um, that gets very old, very fast. Like I said, people are, are yeah. complex and dynamic and enjoy lots of different things throughout the day. So your experience needs to meet that. I love that tip. And I think it speaks volumes of just where B2B is at in general, where mm -hmm. I think we box ourselves in and really we should just like be humanizing B2B brands, right? And I think Absolutely. there's this really exciting trend happening in that way. But uh, yeah, it's really, I really see it come to life uh, with inbound. So thanks for that tip. I'm going to ask you one last question, Kat, and I'm going to actually yeah. ask you to help me out here because we had a really amazing group of APAC attendees attend Inbound this year, which was fantastic. I met them all, um, but we want more. We want more of our customers, more people that are just excited by the things we have to share to come out from the region. It is a long way. It's a long flight. Yes. I brought yeah. back a lovely cold with me. Um, <laughs> like it's definitely, it's definitely a commitment. <laughs> But in my opinion, it's totally worth it. But I'm going to ask for your help here. Uh, I'm going to ask you to help me sell Inbound a little bit. Why should our JPAC attendees go to Inbound in 2024? I love it. I can definitely help you here. First and foremost, anywhere from 17 to 22% of our attendees are from outside of North America. So right there, like, you know, I think that there's a hesitancy of like, gosh, I'm going to attend this event in another region? Am I, I going to know anyone? Like, are there going to be people like me there? Am I going to be the only person there, you know, from this country, from this region? And I can tell you without a doubt, you will not be. <laughs> so first and foremost, we have a very strong international audience there who this is their event that they attend for the year. And, you know, this is what they earmark every single year that they're going to send themselves or parts of their team to. Um, and it really shows there is a huge international presence there. Um, so much so we actually do a uh, session, again, orchestrated by the JPEG team, where we, um, after the HubSpot Spotlight, actually uh, do a translation in Japanese and they have a discussion mm -hmm. in Japanese around what they just saw at the Spotlight. So we definitely make sure that we're providing, uh, you know, space, rooms, translation, things like that, vehicles to allow for international attendees to come. I think also it's like, it's a big commitment for everyone, right? Like, yes, it is a long flight from JPAC, but um, I think for anyone right now, especially when you work in a remote environment, it has to be really worth it to like leave your home office and to like leave your business from behind the computer to go spend money and time across, you know, five days at an event in Boston. And I will say like, from a networking connection standpoint, it is incredibly productive. Um, just this year, through our badge badge connection, we had over 115,000 uh, contact wow. exchanges. So those are people who had never met each other who connected it inbound and exchanged information. So um, I would say for like anyone who is a little bit hesitant from, 
you know, leaving their country or even just leaving their home to attend an event of this size, that like networking is a key part to that. And like you will meet some of the friendliest, most outgoing, most excited to be there group of people who are like ready to like get in that building, meet new people, discuss, you know, the ebbs and flows of their business, learn new tactics and just be with each other. So it's an incredibly positive environment great international um, representation and um, well worth the trip. So if you're going to go to like any conference (laughs) event uh, in the U.S., um, especially related to tech or SaaS or CRM, it is definitely in BAM. Yeah, I love that. I think you may have just sold out my goal uh, of getting people to inbound. You made me excited again, Kat. Make sure I get a ticket next year. I need to be there again. (laughs) I got to help my fellow cats out. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Um, Kat, thank you so much for sharing all things events, experiential marketing and inbound with us. Um, Really, really great chatting with you. And I'm I'm just so pumped. I'm ready to go to inbound again next year. Just reminded me of all the highs. So um, thanks for the conversation. (laughs) And good luck. I hope you get some rest uh, before next year's planning kicks off. But huge congrats to you and the team. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the, the 2024 experience. Thank you. We are too. See you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Inside HubSpot. If you liked what you listened to and want to hear more stories, please subscribe and check out all resources in our show notes or head to hubspot.com forward slash inside HubSpot. We'll catch you on the next episode.